you want to be an author, or maybe you already are an author, but for some reason you are dissatisfied with the book writing software you're currently using. Today I am going to concentrate on software you might use on a PC or Mac, not a standalone writing machine like the Traveler by Freewrite. So which software should you look at? Which one should you choose? Answers to these questions in episode 25 of Writing Pursuits. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Catrice McKee, and I'm glad you're here. Please leave a comment a star rating, and follow the show to help others find writing pursuits. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and tap that notification bell. When you start writing your first book, it is probably easiest to start with what you know. For many people, maybe most people, that happens to be Microsoft Word. Word is everywhere, literally in every office, in every business that you care to name. Most students have a working knowledge of Microsoft Word if they've been in school in the last 15 years, maybe 15 to 20 years. It has a rich feature set, limited only by your skills and knowledge. Truly, it's probably more than most people need. It can be so much more than you actually need when writing a book. The functionality always seems to be expanding and the interface keeps changing. Microsoft Word is unparalleled because of macros and being able to use wildcards for find and replace. Really, that's a skill set beyond what most people uh, uh, acquire, but it can really unlock uh, amazing functionality within the software. Every other software is compared to Microsoft Word. It has a built-in editor that is very decent. In fact, as an editor, it, it is the standard, mostly because of the track changes functionality um, and the accept changes functionality, and also that it interfaces with add-in editing software like Perfectit, Pro Writing Aid, and Grammarly. However, there are some cons. So one of the cons is that it is not free. For most people, you have to have a subscription to Office, to use Word. And um, like I paid $99, I think, maybe more for Office 365. I feel like it's part of my operating expenses. So I just accept it. I do use it every day, multiple times a day. And I generally, <laughs> I generally wear it out. Also for research notes and background work, it can't go straight into your manuscript because that would be just a big jumble of stuff. This is one of the ways Word suffers in comparison to the next application we'll discuss. You will never reach the end of learning Word. There is always something more that you don't know. There's 10 ways to do almost everything. Still, some of the things that you used to know in older versions, you might not be able to still do because you can't figure out where they've hidden it. So <laughs> there's that. That's a con. Um, tips for using Microsoft Word for writing novels. From the beginning, use styles on the home tab in Word to format your chapter headings. Make every chapter heading the very same. 
the same style. When it is time to upload your file for formatting, everything is so much easier if you'll do this one thing. Learn about styles in Word to unlock its capabilities and make your life easier. For every scene break, use three asterisks centered without an indent. Do not use the tab key, not ever. Use the margin controls instead. My second tip is for every major revision, create a new copy of your manuscript. The way I do that is I always include the date that I start the new manuscript on or the new copy on. As long as you are using Word, you may as well take advantage of Microsoft OneDrive, which constantly saves your document as you go. So you don't have to worry about power fluctuations or anything like that. You're going to have the latest revisions that you've made to the document. That's one reason to create new copies of your manuscript because uh, it's kind of a destructive process. The next application is Scrivener. It's very well known in the author community. It's probably the best known alternative to Word. It works on Mac and Windows. Actually, there are two different versions and the Mac version is so much better than the Windows version even now. I would say that even the new Scrivener 3, this is a con, even the new Scrivener 3 interface looks dated and the compile feature is something I loathe. I think that that's very outdated and needs to be fixed. It is a typewriter, a three ring binder and a scrapbook in one place. So that shortcoming in Word goes away. You can keep all sorts of notes and pictures and information that you've gathered from various places in your binder under various headings that you get to decide. Fantastic. If you want to describe your characters, you can have a character folder and have a little file for each character. And you can even put in pictures and it's all in one place. It's not going to interfere with what you pull out of Scrivener at the end. Favorite features that I love about Scrivener are note cards, the cork board, where you can rearrange the note cards, writing targets, uh, scene and chapter orientation that happens in the binder that I have always displayed on the left side with multiple ways to view the organization of your book. Um, it has a focus mode that you can personalize. Um, it has templates for manuscripts and screenplays and more. For all that, it is inexpensive. It's a $45 one-time purchase. Honestly, you may want to pay for an, a tutorial after you've let yourself stumble around for a while for sure work through the tutorial. It is not an intuitive interface. So I would not recommend Scrivener for formatting a book to upload to Amazon. Some people do. Oh, more power to you. But to me, there's a step in between. I usually compile to Word document and then go from there. Scrivener's biggest contribution to writers is during the development phase, your first draft, your first revision, after that, in my experience, it's best to compile your document into a Word document, make that Word document your new master file, and then use Word for future revisions. You just get to a point where you don't need all the notes. You just need to polish and perfect the document that you're going to use. As with Word, for every major revision, save a copy of your entire project to a new name, save the old copy for reference. Okay, and that brings me to the last thing that I, I like about Scrivener. You can set automatic backups. So every time you get out, it saves backup to Dropbox. Never try this with Google Drive. That does not work. And that brings us to the next favorite, and that would be Google Docs. 
This episode of Writing Pursuits is brought to you by Word Marker Edits, trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Featuring story analysis and diagnostics, Catherine McKee, a three-story method certified editor, can help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to wordmarkeredits.com. And now, back to Writing Pursuits. I know a lot of authors that start their work in Google Docs. I have written full chapters on my phone using Google Docs when I'm out of the house. One of the great things about that is your work is synced across devices. It's free. Oh, I love that. And it is versatile. Your work is instantly saved and it does have version control. So all that makes for a great package. It also has a decent feature set. It is not Microsoft Word but you don't need more than Google Docs provides to write a book. This includes find, replace, and spell checking, plus some grammar checks. It's superlative for collaborating on a project. So if you have a co-writer, this is the thing for you. You can both work on it. You can even work on it at the same time, and you will see what is going on. So collaboration is the big thing with Google Docs. If your editor is willing to edit in Google Docs, they can leave comments and suggested edits. It's not the same as having track changes, but it might be good enough. You can work offline. That's kind of nice. And it's not something you can do with every package. All right. Um, It is easy to download your files to various formats, including Word, rich text, open document format, PDF, and EPUB. A con for some people is the fact that you must use the Chrome browser to use Google Docs. So that might be a con for some people. For me, it's not a problem. I use Chrome all day long. Tips, as in Word, make use of the styles within Google Docs. No tabs. Do scene breaks the same way as you do in Word. When it's time to format your document, use file download to produce a file to upload wherever you're going to format it. Now, the next one I want to talk about is Atticus Writing and Formatting. They are the new kid on the block. There is a blog post, a review for the Atticus software on my blog. I would appreciate it if you'd stop by and leave a comment. The link for that will be in the show notes. It says that it's a writing and formatting software. However, right now, the word processing portion of the program is kind of basic. There are plans for improvement. I want to see that before I use it to develop a novel in. I could see writing a short story or flash fiction there without a problem. Not great for editing either. And um, again, there are plans. So... One of the best things about Atticus is that it's cross-platform compatible. So if you're a Linux person, this may be the app for you. Really shines for formatting a completed manuscript ready for print or digital. After you've finished formatting your manuscript, this is an ideal interface for proofreading because you're literally looking at the proof copy. Atticus has templates suitable for any genre, and you can create your own book format templates. You can use Atticus offline. This is important. Also, you can use it on your phone or tablet. And best of all, it is easy to use. So easy. It's a little bit expensive since it's not doing the writing portion of the program. It is $147 to purchase, but that's like a lifetime thing. You'll get all the updates. Much less expensive than Vellum, which is $249 US dollars. And it's less expensive than paying someone to format more than one book for you. So if you've bought it, you have it, 
you can continue to use it. So it's great for making every book in a series have the same look and feel. The last one I'm going to talk about in any detail is Readsy Book Editor. Now, full disclosure, I have not tried this tool. I have just seen it demonstrated. Pretty much everything I just said for Atticus applies to Readsy Book Editor, except it does not work offline. It is not cross-platform compatible that I know about. You download and upload your files if you want to work offline. So that's a drawback. Pretty much gives you a choice between classic and romance themes. If free is the name of the game and your book doesn't require like interior artwork, like maybe a cookbook or children's book would, then Readsy Book Editor may be what you're looking for. I could really see pairing Readsy Book Editor with Google Docs, where the bulk of development and revisions happen in Google Docs prior to uploading it to Readsy to format your book's interior. The plus is you can track changes in Readsy Book Editor. It does offer version control, collaboration is possible, and it's free. Can't beat free. There are many other applications for writing books, including Fast Pencil, Focus Writer, Freedom, and others. Indeed, any software that allows you to manipulate text is fair game, but eventually you need to edit, revise, and format. Keep the entire production cycle in mind when you're selecting your tool. And there's nothing wrong with starting in one and ending up in another. You can play around with the software that you choose. The main thing is to write. That's all I have for today. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits, Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.